it's three o'clock in the morning baby I just can't get a ride well I hate to leave you baby I don't mean maybe because I love you so do 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 good night sweetheart well it's time to go do 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 good night sweetheart well it's time to go do 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 i hate to leave you but i really must say oh good night sweetheart good night mother good morning and welcome to the taking the charge podcast as presented by highnews.com do not adjust your headphones this is Oz Davis, but I am not taking over as permanent host of the show. Your host for the show, as always, with me is David Hyde. Dave, how's it going? Very good, very good. Thanks for having me on, Oz. <laughs> Thanks for having you on, yeah. Okay, well, Dave, you invited <laughs> me on this show. This is episode number 300. And uh, I assume that you asked me on the show to talk you out of quitting uh no 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 don't I, do it no don't i didn't do it are no. you gonna go play minor league baseball <laughs> it's not worth it <laughs> you know even if you do hook up with bugs bunny yeah. it's, it's not worth it no but seriously dave um thank you for having me on the show uh as some of your more devoted and crazy listeners know uh i was on what first 150 episodes of this? 100? I, I just looked at it earlier today. You were on for the first 110. 110 episode 110. 110 was the farewell. Yes. And since okay. then, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And since then, you've made eight um, eight visits back. Uh, okay. All right. So, so this and is this your one? 119th show. 119. Okay. So um, we started this. I don't I don't know. Let's let's do a quick retrospective. So I guess we started this thing about six, seven years ago. I remember uh, podcasting. <laughs> Hard to imagine, but podcasting was a new thing back then. Relatively new thing. I mean, uh, you know, of course, Simmons was out there and then, you know, CNN had some podcasts and whatnot, but wasn't really a big deal. Sort of um, it had sort of taken over that what you do in your mother's basement kind of thing that the uh, web page creation used to be, right? This was something only kooks and and, and fanatics did. And uh, Dave, uh, I remember Dave giving me a call and saying, why don't you listen to this show and see what you think? And, you know, I thought it was pretty good. Of course, you know, Dave is the encyclopedia of European basketball, but uh, just kind of flat a little bit flat lacking a little bit and so uh, i said hey why don't you let me uh, prop you up for a couple of episodes and that ended up being as dave just said a little bit more than 110 because i missed a couple in there uh on the way to number uh episode 110 but um yeah first first and ep- now here we first are. episode was september 19 2012 2012 yeah so yeah so about six years yeah, five and a half, right? Yeah, just about five. And a half. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, doing it after five five years, calling it, and then um, I because actually September then uh, two thousand seventeen, I was actually in Israel, and um, I totally forgot that it was the five year anniversary, and just <laughs> blew right by it. The and then realized like the day after I put out that show, whatever number it was. 
that was like, shit, man, that was my five, five year anniversary. Uh, and then I just kept going and then, yeah. So then I, then I was trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, how do I want to, how do I want to do this? I want to keep doing it or not. And then, and I thought, you know what? 300, you know, we always, we always had big bashes, you know, we had, we had a big one mm-hmm. at, at at 100 and you came back on for show 200. And so I thought, you know, two, 300 is a, that's a nice big round number, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I just said, let's, let's call it, let's call it at that. You know, we started uh, the podcast, like I say, at the dawn of podcasting, <laughs> let's say the dawn of popular podcasting. And uh, since that time, along with a lot of other things that have happened in podcasting, one of the things that has happened is that popular podcasts do call it a day. You know, they do call it at a round number. I remember Garrison Keillor uh, had a podcast, Prairie Home Companion. And then when he hit, I believe it was episode 200, they just said, that's it. You know, we're done. We have more material, but we're just going to, you know, call it a day, round out the catalog. So Dave's move uh, to all the listeners here is not unprecedented, uh, heartbreaking as though it may be. Uh, I know as a listener to the podcast now, <laughs> Dave, that we are all very grateful for your contribution to podcasting. Now, I guess it's kind of your duty. I, we, should, we should talk some hoops. We should talk some history uh, here. But uh, I, I, I wanted to ask you this, Dave. I mean, can you recommend any other European basketball podcast? Well, I mean, Euroleague what Adventure. What fills your gap, Dave? If you're interested in Euroleague, if, if you're interested in Euroleague basketball, to totally be honest, my podcast was never really the 100% Euroleague basketball. Mine was never right. the podcast to go to. This podcast yeah. was never the one to go to. I would have guys like Sam and and uh and Austin like we had a couple weeks ago um uh in, those were the guys to to talk to as far as your league basketball because i don't i i i didn't have i don't have enough time to watch just you know concentrate on your league basketball you know i'll 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 kind of follow it you know just because i i i kind of have to but those guys those guys are so passionate so if you're interested in euro league basketball that is that has been and that w- probably always will be until they stop um that'll be the podcast to go to um i i know emmett i know emmett uh uh has some things going on every now and again. Emmett Ryan from from Ball in Europe, uh, obviously your successor over there at, at Ball in Europe. Um, but other than that, I don't know. <laughs> wow, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Euroleague I, Adventures. Yep, I can definitely recommend. When Europe.com does stuff, it's fantastic uh, in the podcast format. Actually, I should rattle Emmett's cage and just tell him to start doing regular podcasts because you know uh, I came to Dave. Dave. Uh, came to me by noticing BallInEurope.com, which was formerly part of the ESPN True Hoop Network. So uh, used to be high exposure at that time. We we were we were one of the few, uh, you know, European basketball websites out there. Now, of course, there are hundreds. And uh, since that time, I have had to pass it on to Emmett Ryan, uh, having left the continent myself. Uh, wow, almost four years ago now. Uh, so I, you know, passed it on to. The noble Irishman Emmett Ryan, and he's been doing a kick-ass job on the site ever since. Uh, but he doesn't do podcasts as frequently as I would like. You know, I'm a real uh, podcast aficionado at this point. Yeah, and I mean Emmett's been on a couple times. Sam's been on 
uh, a couple of times. You know, it's it's one of the things that's great is that whenever there's you know like when when the when the Euroleague FIBA uh, sort of dispute kind of started picking up. You know, I would you know call up our you know say Aris Barkas over at Euro Euro mm-hmm. um, Euro Hope Euro Hoops dot net and you know he'd come on and talk about it. Uh, John Pallister, you know, gave his his opinion on some stuff, and you know, w- one of the things that that I think, um, uh, whereas whereas Euroleague basketball might not be Euroleague basketball might not be the place. This might be the, might not be the place for Euroleague basketball, but one of the place that it definitely was for was for youth basketball, um, with all of the 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 coverage that I've provided, you know, and, and we we'll always took the interviews that I did at the events and, and threw them up on the, on the podcast. Um, and then had guys come on and talk about young players, you know, Bronick has been on a couple of times. Javoni has been on, uh, to talk about, uh, uh, about guys, Simon Yach, you know, all these guys have been on to, to really, you know, for events that I might not be at, that they can come on and and then uh, and, and 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 we can you know talk about these young players and um, you know I'm really excited that I'm still able to go to all these events uh, for my work. Nothing is going to change. I'm just uh, going to have Wednesdays off. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, but it was but it was really it was really nice to be able to come to these to these guys really at a at a at a whim's notice and say you know hey can we talk about this and and uh, and you know what I also what I also really enjoyed about the show was first of all um, you know when when you and I were doing it just being able to talk hoops with somebody on a regular basis you know that was mm-hmm. you know for the first hundred and ten episodes basically just to do that and uh, and. You know, just to just to kick back, relax, and you know, hit the record button. Uh, you know, shoot some shit for a while, introduce an interview, and then and then talk about the interview, and then just whatever. Uh, and then for those who might not know, you know, uh, you know, we did we did movie reviews. We did a lot of movie reviews. <laughs> <laughs> we did we did some really freaking long podcasts. I mean, we did. I think the one show was almost four hours, right? It was like a, a minute shade, a, a minute less than four hours, right? Wasn't that? I thought the longest one that we did was uh, three hours. Ti- timed out as shorter than Titanic. <laughs> no, it was so longer, it been about longer 320. than Titanic. Uh, wow, you actually did a four. Which one I, I, was? I don't it? think it was four hours. I don't think it was four hours. I think it was a shade wow. under. I think it was like three. I, I'll, I'll try to go. I don't know. Actually, no. Uh, yeah, you should find is, that, is that one. Here? No, that's on this list. Yeah. I, I wonder which episode that was. <laughs> I, I I actually I should do this. I will do this after the show ends. But as of episode one ninety nine, and this I I said on podcast number two hundred. As of podcast number ninety one ninety nine, there was th- three hundred and sixty one hours, forty seven minutes right. and fifty nine seconds, which equates to fifteen days. Right. Uh, a shade over fifteen days. And so now I have to figure out what what three hours, what uh, what you, what um, what uh, 
<laughs> what uh, 300 episodes is going to be like. Yeah, I thought you were going to say you're going to try and figure out how to get those 15 days back. No, in no, any no, case, no, no. Uh, Dave. Uh, okay, so enough with the uh, narcissism and nostalgia. I'm glad you brought up youth basketball because uh, let's let's. I, I want to get your thoughts and opinions on a few things here for posterity as we wrap up uh, taking the charge. Uh, okay, so you talked about youth basketball, and I know that's really your bread and butter out there. Okay, well, I was thinking about this recently. Here's um, the NBA, and um, you know Adam Silver seems to be making a very concerted effort. He wants to make a concerted effort to bring relevance to the G League. You know, like the G League has got to become tighter. It's got to look more like AAA baseball. It's got to be more connected with the NBA, and really, honestly, for the first time, become a developmental league rather than a place where dudes are trying to make their own YouTube clips, right? Now, my question for you is this. Do you see this having any effect on the way that uh, the European kids are scouted, prospected, drafted? That the fact that the that the that G, what's gonna the G League is development a is a lot, American, lot, lot, right, a lot closer to the NBA teams. Right. And plus, again, the emphasis here is on preventing the one and done. Right. So the G League is going to be lined up with, you know, 18, 19 year olds coming out of high school, don't want to go to college. And it is very, very rare, as you know, it's very rare that the European player comes and plays minor league ball in the states that just doesn't happen very often they're much more likely to stay overseas now what i'm wondering is with the nba scouts having like this access to american players in the g league who they're kind of being encouraged to look at is this gonna affect the drafting and bringing over of the young european kids uh, yine. <laughs> yes and no. Yeah, no, I, 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 it's a, it's a totally legitimate question. Um, one of the things I, I wonder is if, um, how can I say this? Um, the second round picks that the NBA mm-hmm. teams a think are really close um to to making the team if they if they can get into their system and learn the system um and b aren't on um let's say um maybe nba unfriendly mm. contracts mm-hmm. you know so so let's say mega Mega, mega B-Max Belgrade or a Barcelona kid, you know, right. where there's a, where there's a buyout or a big buyout. Yeah. Um, if for them, yes, I can imagine. You look at Paul Zipser who came over, he was drafted and, and then I, I don't know if he was, if he was done, his contract with, with Bayern Munich was done or not, but you know, he came over, he started in the D league and the G league. Uh, this past season and then started getting into the rotation and that worked, you know? So, um, again, like if, if, if the, if the, if the team thinks that, um, that the development that the player needs, um, isn't 
reliant on the team, the NBA club, meaning, um, you know, they, they they just want this guy to be generally better, you know, to play against early competition, to play against better competition. Or if they think that a guy, if we want this guy to, we think he, we, he, we think he can, he, he's, all he needs to do is like, you know, tinker here and there and learn, learn our system. And then we can, and then we can bring him in right away. And then I think, you know, the G League, but another thing is the money. Okay. So obviously right. you're going to be able to probably earn bigger money if you're a bigger name, you know, like your, um, don't judge is a, just a totally different beast. So <laughs> like, like your, you know, like if Machidi had got picked last year, like if, you know, okay. Uh, if Bonga gets picked, you know, Bonga is also, you right. know, Bonga is a bigger name now already that, that he won't come over. He he won't play in the G league because, mm-hmm. um, because there's, right. there's no, he, he needs to get better playing against bigger competition to against better competition and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's a question of whether or not he stays in, in Frankfurt, for example, or if he goes somewhere bigger, you know? So, um, you know, because they're only playing quote only playing the BBL. You know, if they're going to play a European competition, that would be good for him. So, it's a legitimate question, and it's something that 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 slowly but surely, the NBA teams I think really have to figure out. You know, it's like okay, you know, and, and also do we draft him and know that we're going to put him there, or or are we going to let him stay there? You know, mm-hmm. but but it I but I but like- I think more, but I really think maybe more the Europe the 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 second rounders. I don't think a first rounder. Are gonna are gonna really go to too many of them are gonna go are gonna go down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I, I I don't know. See, I have a hard time imagining. You know, here's this kid. He's been going through I don't know, pick a team. He's been going through the uh, Basconia system, right? And you know, it's Spanish bad, kid, bad right? bad, so bad maybe, system, but <laughs> well, well, let's yeah, say Juventus. Go say Juventus. Let's say Juventus. Just to pick one, right? Juventus. Okay, so so here's a kid, you know, maybe he's a Spanish kid or, or a Slovenian or something, you know, doesn't speak too much English, right? What's the advantage for this kid of leaving home and playing ball in, like, Richmond, Virginia? You know, it's just like, or, you know, Albuquerque, New Mexico. You know, like, what's the advage here? You well, know, it's it, just like, with 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 the with the development of you know, the stay G home League, and play in Spain. Well, with the development of the G League, you uh, yeah. and and the affiliation and the direct one to one affiliation, um, where often the the teams are trying to even play the same system in the G League that they do play in in the NBA. As as far as I understand, I don't I don't really follow the G League that well, but that's my understanding is that they try to put in, uh, install sort of the same system. Um, well, yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. with, with, effort. with that you, and also the fact that you don't have a, um, uh, you don't have a big club that, that you have to worry about a buyout, you know, Yep. right. then, right. then you could actually, you know, you, you know, you get a two way contract or whatever you get, a, you can come up on, you're already owned by them. You know, you already have a contact with a contract with them. And so whenever they think that you're, you know, ready, they give you, you know, they have a, Whatever they're playing, uh, they're playing uh, the worst team, you know. Whatever, and and they bring him. They say, "Let's bring you up and and see what you got," you know. So, mm-hmm. okay, all right, all right. So, like a, again, like a Triple A baseball system. Let's just take a look at this kid against you know Sacramento tonight. Um, okay, all right. Let me ask you this: because good, good I pick for a bad team. Of, I couldn't. Fi- I couldn't figure. I couldn't come up with an answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, okay, all right, because. Uh, 
I think this is kind of related too. And I mean, you know, this is one bit of news that I, I wish I had been the po- on the podcast for, but uh, didn't happen that long ago. Okay, so for the first time ever, we have uh, an actual bona fide European guy who coached in Europe, pro league, as a head coach in the NBA, uh, Igor Kokos. Kokoskov, I'm Hungarianizing that name, but I listened to a bunch of American broadcasts and they all they all pronounce his name differently. So I'm just well, Americans call it Cutter. Cutter, okay. (laughs) Which I've Cutter. Which no, 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 Qatar. Qatar. I've I don't I don't understand that at all. Whatever. Okay. Anyhow. So anyway, uh, Coach Coach Igor. In uh, in uh, Phoenix. Um, okay, let me ask you this. I mean, I'm sure some of it depends on you know performance, but do you think that we're finally going to see this trend? I mean, are Europeans going to get hired? Is Ettore Messina finally going to take a, a head coaching job? Um, what do you think? And um, do you think that this will increase the chances of Europeans continuing to come into the NBA? Um, I, I, th- I think it, I think it's going to be there because whenever you, um, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, there's, there's only 30 jobs, right? So, sure. you know, and, and, and you always get, you know, it's just like, it's just like any sport, you know? And, and, uh, whenever, like, like in the German uh, football soccer league, you know, when, when some like really bad team, they bring in like a coach like Bruno Labadia. I'm like, you know, he's been like this <laughs> shitty coach for all these shitty teams, and yet the 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 coach the the club brings in this same shitty coach that's not going to really help you advance at all. But they bring him in, and 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 you know, it's just like some of the games, some of the some of the guys just kind of you know rotate and rotate. I, I, I don't you know, but there's still only thirty jobs, so um, I don't think you can say that it's going to be a floodgate. Um, right. I think I think what it could do is it could open more doors for assistant coaches, right? You know, I mean, um, Triano's there, the Canadian uh, national team coach. Um, you know, Fleming. Okay, he's an American, but he basically grew up in Europe. You know, Chris Fleming, the assistant in uh, Brooklyn. Right. Um, there was yeah, Fleming. All his all his professional career to this point has been in Europe, basically. Yeah, right? it was. Yeah, he he, yeah, he, he was played as a forever. player in the third division yeah. in in Germany at Artland, and yeah. then and then took over their head coach, and and then uh, went to Bamberg, and 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 kept going. You know, doing what um, uh, right. kept that whole thing going. What what Bowerman had built up. So, mm-hmm. so, I, and I think that you know, these 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 NBA. You know, general managers and and player personnel people—they're always over here scouting players, and you know they all—you know—whenever you you know talk to somebody, every now and again you'll say, "Yeah, man, love that set they did there." You know, I, I'm not a basketball coach, so I sometimes I um, I really you know I don't know X's and O's that well, and you know, but you'll always hear them every now and you say, "Wow, that was a great set that they that they ran," you know, and mm-hmm. so they see what these what these coaches put together. And these game plans and, and these plays and everything else. So, you know, in essence, they're also coaching. Uh, they're also scouting the coaches, you know, mm-hmm. and saying in there mm-hmm. and they'll bring in and they can bring in uh, and bring them in. Um, and also the fact that all these, you know, these teams, you know, the game is getting so international. So there's no real reason why not. Um, you know, I mean, 
could could Obradovich coach in the NBA? I'm sure he could, you know? Wow. Yeah. You don't think so? Of course he could. (laughs) I I don't know. He couldn't, he probably couldn't be the, the, the yeller screamer Mm -hmm. that he is Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't think he could do that in the NBA just because the, 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 you know, these, 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 these NBA players are, have an entirely different status level. I'm not saying that that you know that Vesely and all the other guys at Fenerbahce are are you know nobodies and that they're not earning any money. But could he coach an enemy? Of course. Why? Why not? You know everything that he's done in this game. So you know Platt. You know Platt is another basically a European. You know came mm-hmm. here and yeah. And uh, and I think when European, you know, okay, Platt is an American and, and and Fleming is an American. But when these guys come over and have success. And help their teams, help their 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 clubs to, you know, whatever, create a better system. That opens the eyes to the general managers too. Say, you know, why not? You know, so is it going to open the floodgates? No, but is it going to give a better chance if a guy comes up and says, "Yeah, sure, well, why not?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, again, I just because because of the number of spots, I'd say more uh, assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, don't uh, you think? I mean, that seems like. Logical, or or do you think that, or you think it's different than that? No, it makes sense. You know, I just I just worry. I I you know you know me. I'm the chicken little of this podcast. Uh, I always worry that the sky is falling. You know, I I look at the game nowadays, and you know, I've I've, I've come to the opinion that this from the time when we started this podcast five and a half years ago. to the point where a lot of guys on ESPN, a lot of players are saying that in that time, the game in the NBA has changed, right? That is a different game. And, and a lot of this is the Warriors effect, the Steve Kerr effect. You know, the, the math shows that though your percentage of threes is lower, you're going to get more points per shot, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, it's my opinion that this comes from two places, right? It comes from this over-organization of youth sports in America, AAU. You know, that's some of it. But yeah, you know, and that's not negative. Uh, you know, it's very expensive for the parents. So I think they're pricing out some kids before they get a chance. Uh, but, you know, I think it's good in that kids learn a system early, you know, as opposed to, you know, trying to be a street baller when you're 20 and playing in the NBA or in college. Um, but for me, the other thing is and I'm preaching to the converted here, I'm sure that influx of European talent that began in the late 80s, you know, with Marcellinus and Divac and and Drazen Petrovic and, of course, Arvidas Sabonis and these guys. Because, look, if you think about it, the prototype, the first prototype modern NBA player was Dirk Nowitzki. It was. I mean, because, look, all right, yes, Michael Jordan changed the game. No question about that. He brought that improvisation, that artistic stuff that you found on the playground and brought it to the NBA and controlled it, you know, made it look great. 
But Dirk is that guy that everybody talks about now. He's the seven-footer with a jump shot who can hit the three, who can mix it up in the trenches if he has to. Not so much these days. He's the guy who's able to play 80 games a year forever. He has the court vision to make the passes. This is the guy that we always talk about wanting to have on your team nowadays. These are the guys that the Celtics made into an almost championship team this year. Um, and, and, and to me, that's what the Europeans gave to the game. Now, what I worry about is this, that's the prototype of the NBA now. And I think that always the NBA coaches have, have favored, you know, the Americans, you know, for one reason or another. I mean, there's some cultural bias there and whatnot, but now I feel like now that the Americans, the NBA has assimilated the top European game that again, it's like I'm afraid that the European players get reduced in status a little bit. I mean, does that make sense? Or I, I'm just being paranoid, right? I, I, I don't know if I <laughs> I don't know if I totally buy the argument, but um I, I mean <laughs> there were five Europeans in the finals, right? Yes. And none of them had an impact, right? <laughs> right? No, I'm just trying to no, nobody had an impact. Not really. No. 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 But, I mean, the Warriors are an American team. I mean, <laughs> okay, know, but, but a... so who, who had the biggest impact from Europe this season? Uh, let's see. That's a good Europe, question. Europe, not, not international, because we can say Ben Simmons is international, but, I mean, you know, he – he he kind of uh, learned the game, you know. He went to uh, he went to Mount Verde, you know. So he went to high school in the states and and everything. But let's see. That's the, big, a the very biggest good European question. who had it. That's uh, a very good question. All right, let's see. <laughs> I'm going to cheat and, here. And you're European, European, not not like South, not you know, not Central South American. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Ginobili. Uh Let's see. Let me see. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, they, yeah, well, Persing, oh, you well, can't say Porzingis because okay. he was injured. Okay. Well, you know who I'm going to go well, with, I, but I, I'm biased, right? I mean, what about Dario Saric? What about Ricky Rubio? Ricky Rubio had his best season this year. Oh, and I'm, I'm just and asking he, because I really – And he made, but, yeah, and Saric, he made Utah yeah. legitimate. You know, and, and, of course, Saric, you know, I love Saric. Uh, you know, again, I, you know, in my opinion, somebody asked me this the other day, I think on another podcast, um, you know, I think he's the most underrated player in the game right now. Sarich. I'm, I'm biased. Yeah. Sarich. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. biased, but you know, you talk about the 76ers and all their young talent, but you're really talking about these two dudes. Well, Sarich is the glue, man. I heard this interview with, uh, one of the 76ers players saying, you know what? You wouldn't believe it, but Dario is the most popular guy on this club. He's a freaking comedian. You know, they, they love this guy. And, and I saw him, you know, of course, you know, we've been following him forever. Uh, you know, this, this guy, along with Ricky Rubio, is one of the dudes who I've enjoyed watching the most ever since I picked up European basketball, just watching the progress as a teen to the NBA. And, you know, I mean, this guy even improved in the NBA this season as the season went on. And, and while Simmons and Embiid are getting so much praise, people are going to sleep on their number three guy here. You know, they're talking about if if the Sixers want to make a play for LeBron, that, you know, Saric is, is going to be jettisoned. You know, I, I kind of think that's a mistake. 
I kind of think it's it's a mistake for the Sixers to be gunning for uh, LeBron anyway. But apparently their GM is a complete head case. So. <laughs> I, 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 I don't really want to talk about LeBron here. I, 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 yeah, I, 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 no, because no, just because I, 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 I you know, um, you know, it was like the, there was before the finals started, or even during the finals, or you know, even the Boston series, and every question, like when Windhorse came on, like he was on, he was on PTI, like the day before, or two days before. You know, one day, you know, and then the game is, and then it was like, where is he going to go? It's like, <laughs> he just I feel bad for Windhorse. I feel bad for Windhorse because everybody asks him the same stupid question. Where's LeBron going? And I was like, I mean, okay, I'm, so how is Windhorse going to know? But I mean, all right, he's supposedly one of any, but you understand, it's like everything, it's like LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. I mean, well, I love LeBron. Dave, I, I, Dave, but, but his shadow is just so huge. Of course, I mean, of course, he of course. Almost averaged a triple double this year. I, I, he I, had more assists than he ever had. I, I, well, you know, I know, just, I know, but what I'm saying is, awesome. I, 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 I hate, I, I'm just, I get tired of this, you know, this every, all day, every day, it seems like, where is he going? That's like the only question that people care about in the NBA. Well, okay. But I, I, I'm sorry to go down that rabbit hole. Let me it's just okay. It's okay. it's okay. Let me just say really quick. No, but, but, but going, going back to the, anyway. going back to, going back to, well, I remember last time we had, I had you, I had you on. I think I was, I kept on uh, uh, poking you with uh, LeBronzo. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm fanning the, I'm fanning the flame myself. Um, but no, as far as the Europeans, I, I, I don't, um, it was, that wasn't a, I was just, cause like I said, I, I really, um, the NBA, I, I, I follow sort of, you know, honestly, <laughs> if you listen to me, if, if really, if you listen to me, like on these shows, um, and, and I, so I've, I already said, I don't want, I don't follow. I don't really watch the early games, and I really I say I don't follow very much <laughs> NBA, right. um, and and I don't have any time to and and really strong reason to go to the BBL games, the German league, because it's like it, it's like a three hour trip there and back. And if I don't have any like interviews to do, I mean I can always do interviews, but like you know just doing one interview is not really make it worth me worth time and money whatever for me to go there. You'd be like, Dave, what do you do actually? Do you actually watch games? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but back to the Europeans. Um, I, I don't think they're taking over. I don't think the international players are taking over the game. I just think their influence is becoming bigger. Because, right, that's, because that's I mean, you even, you, you mentioned the, you mentioned the, 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 the prototype, um, with the, with the Celtics. But I mean, look at the guy like, like Jason Tatum, you know. Right. Um, you know, the the development that that guy had this season, you know, and that was his rookie year to think. Oh, it's you know, off the charts. You off know, the charts. To, to think, you know, two and a half years ago, he was in the other seven, he was under 19 World Cup, you know. Right. And, and, yeah. and, and now he's, you know, he's, you know, he's battling LeBron um, in game seven, you know, as a, as a, as but, a rookie. So, all, all I'm so, saying but is, I'm saying there's always going to be is, these like mega alpha American guys that, that will dominate the game. Yeah, in the European mode, in that combination European AAU mode. Because well, look, yeah, because look. they're they the coaches see that this is a different way to play the game. Right. You know, it's better than just one on one, two on two. You know, it's it's a it 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 brings more ball movement. It brings more player movement. It makes you know. I mean, you know, all those wonderful years of watching um uh watching the Spurs. You know that. 
you know, it just makes whenever you when if you move the ball, everybody gets involved and everybody you enjoy playing yeah. more. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, it's, that's a lot different than 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 what the Cavs have done now with with LeBron just you know, uh, you know, waiting for a a a, a switch yeah. to get Curry on him and then drive and drive him down to the uh, to the basket. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Warriors. I gotta say, I mean, I know you're not that into the NBA, but I just want to get this in there. The Warriors are just pretty to watch. Oh my god! Yeah, of course, that's, of course. That's, no, that's I, the I, prettiest I, team since the old Bulls, really. No, I mean, those Spurs teams were good stuff. too, though. Those Spurs teams were good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but just for the, I don't know, just for the sheer elan of the game, I just love these Warriors. In any case, okay. I still so, can't stand Curry. Um, though. I wanted I still to get can't, this in there. Still I can't to get stand Curry. There. I'll say that till the podcast end. I. I if if anybody else did some of the antics that he does on the court, that you know, <laughs> I anyhow. All right. Well, okay. So you've I wanted to get this in there. You've brought up LeBron, so and now you've just said antics. So I just want to say, you know, as a Laker fan, uh, I want to apologize to the people of Lithuania for that whole situation that happened <laughs> earlier this year with the uh, Baller Brand crew. Um, Really sorry this happened. I personally was hoping that this would be a great opportunity for the Ball brothers to grow a little bit. But unfortunately, Daddy Ball had to screw things up. Uh, there's some very nice coverage. You know, it's still available uh, over at 15min.lt. I believe it's that. 15min.lt. Um, the, uh, I forget the guy's name. But um, a Lithuanian writer um, writes very well in English, uh, covered the balls from day one through their whole three-month odyssey there in Lithuania and, you know, gave it that Lithuanian perspective, um, which is really nice. Uh, you know, I, I told people all around here, uh, anybody that would listen, that potentially this is a great uh, opportunity for the balls. I mean, folks in America don't understand how basketball nuts and how basketball knowledgeable Lithuania and Lithuanians are um, if they had taken this opportunity seriously. And I think the boys did. Um, they really could have grown as players. I mean, for example, the straw that broke the camel's back for friggin' LeVar Ball was the game against uh, Jalgiris in, I think, early April. Let me see. I've actually got the box score up here. Now, in that game, the Ball brothers combined for 44 points, uh, a bunch of rebounds as well, uh, only four turnovers between them. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Steal, yeah, three steals between them, uh, seven assists between them, um, and uh, no, not so many rebounds. So... But and, – and they each played uh, – I got 33 minutes for Leangelo and 27 minutes for uh, LaMelo, who we remind everybody is 16 years old, mm -hmm. you know. And LeVar goes ballistic over the fact that they didn't freaking start, you know, over a final uh, – against a final four EuroLeague team, you know. And so again, I, I, I just want to apologize <laughs> To the Lithuanian folks, and to some extent, Laker fans, because I mean, I, I this guy's, oh, 
LeVar Ball is the worst basketball dad, I think, since Dario Saric's dad. You can go to episode <laughs> 274. We had Donatas Urbanas on. Uh, that was... Uh, oh, yes. That okay. that was uh, before um, they actually the circus came to town. The circus, right? <laughs> yes. Right. And, yeah, and, and I said I said back then, yeah, Donatas or Urbanus. Um, and I said back then, and and um, I am so happy that they didn't come to Germany. There was a there was a, a report that they had um, that that their agent that Giesen had reached out to, uh, to their agent, and I'm so happy they didn't come to Germany. It would have been brutal. I mean, he. I mean, Lavar Ball ends up feuding with the head coach uh, of uh, Vitautas, and 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 you know, and then they leave town. The roster's got all these holes in it, and guess what? They finish last in the division. They're going to get relegated. They made some money. You know? though. They I made mean, some money on the whole thing, and and that's. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah, I'm so... sure they did. Look, they were showing, according to. Uh, Urbanus, they were showing some of the games live on Facebook, and the first one drew a hundred thousand yeah. to Facebook, you know, live for this game. Now, you know, that audience fell off steadily after that. You know, he attributed this in part to the boredom of the Lithuanian fans, of course. You know, <laughs> Lithuanian fans know basketball. They're not there for the circus, you know? And so, of course, those audience numbers dropped off. And I'm sure the Americans didn't like the time zone differential for one. And, you know, just were elitist about the whole thing and said, this is not a slick production of a basketball game. So I'm sure that for these reasons, the audience fell off. But, you know, again, I'm just really sad. I mean, I was foolish enough to think that Lithuania was a great choice for this venture (laughs) you know because i mean again those folks are serious about basketball it's not so like uh i don't know high status as a germany or spain or whatever so so there could kind of be a a blanket of relative secrecy over the whole thing but wow talk about your failed experiments again in any case happy they're not they weren't in germany (laughs) yeah they never could have happened in germany they they would have that would have been done in two weeks. I'm almost surprised they didn't try it in Turkey. <laughs> well, yeah, Iverson, and retire, Iverson went and to retire Turkey. retire their numbers. And, and, yeah, uh, and Will did, and, and, and Duran. Yeah, uh, William, yeah uh, who got his Durant jersey retired. Williams? Yeah, who got his jersey retired, which was one of the funniest stories I think we ever talked about on Taking the Charge. Yeah. Getting your jersey retired after playing like six games. Um any case, uh, I wanted to come back to this. I sort of there was a sort of bifurcation there where I could have gone either of two ways, but I wanted to come back to Doncic. Of course, this is going to be the biggest uh, European-related story in the NBA. And again, I think I'm kind of preaching to the converted, but I did want to get this out of here. You know, there's a lot of mock drafts here in the American media, of course, and so many of them have Doncic going at number two to Sacramento now. Doncic himself like intimated that, well, I might not necessarily come over and play in the U.S. I might stay with Madrid for a bit longer. And I mean, I guess I, you know, and and a lot of folks think that this is like if I get drafted by Sacramento or Atlanta, I'm staying in Europe, (laughs) you know, because, again, over here in Phoenix, you have the dude who coached you to the the Eurobasket title. Okay, probably the smallest country. It's got to be the smallest country ever win Eurobasket, right? I would imagine. I mean, okay, with Doncic as your stud, 
In January, you've got him giving an interview in Utah saying, quote, Luka Doncic is a future NBA superstar. Um, you know, you've got a guy who played 28 minutes in the European, in the Euro, uh, Euroleague final, who had the second most points for his team, who had the most minutes for his team. How do you not draft this guy number one? You draft this guy number one, right, Dave? Um, are you asking, <laughs> are you asking me? Are you asking the Suns personnel team? Yeah. Just you, the the royal you, anybody <laughs> would draft this guy at number one, right? Um, well, look, okay. One of the things that that uh, two things to consider. First of all, uh, where does he fit into your team? I I I I I think that is a consideration, you know. Um, and I am calling up the roster right now. Actually, oh, the Suns. Yeah, no. I, actually, I'll go to the other point. For I'll go to the other point. Regardless of pick, regardless of pick. Um, the player that you bring into your organization, uh, and and I think this, I, you would think it is always done, but I I'm sure that it's not always done. But the player that you bring into your organization, you have this I know for a fact. You're, you've scouted him so much, and you've you've talked to so many people. Yeah. Um. But but you don't put the player into the situation. So that he can excel in the areas of his expertise, you you okay. you you make him an off-ball guy, and he's an on-ball guy. You make an a, a, an on-ball guy, he's an off-ball guy. You know, you 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 put him down low. He's a he's a wing guy. You've watched him. He's excelled at that. So, um, what does Dunchich do? In Real Madrid, what does he do? He's a, he's he 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 has the ball. So, if I'm a team, I don't I'm not serving myself anything if I take him and don't give him the ball. So, if that's if that's the situation, you know who he is, all right. Unless you say, all right, if I'm coach, if I'm if I'm Igor K, I know, all right. You know, he didn't always have the ball. Dragic had the ball, right? So if I can okay. find somebody, if I can find a team, if I can find like a, a, a combo there, you know, a guard who who can play like Dragic alongside Doncic, right, in Phoenix, if something like that is figured out, then he might not have to need to have the ball all the time. Because you obviously he excelled at the Eurobasket, but the the core argument for me is if you're not going to give him the ball, don't draft him because he's not going to excel, and you're going to be he's not going to excel, and everybody's going to say, well, what is this guy doing? He's not doing what he what he what he knows how to do, what he's best at, and and then you're going to have your fans get mad. You know, you took him number one, and and he's doing shit. They might not understand. That it's because he's not getting the ball, and usually he plays with the ball, you know, or he plays off the ball. The whole thing situation. So that that core argument in mind, you you know better than me. Who are the point guards in in um, in Phoenix? Well, it's Devin Booker. 
So it's is, Devin Booker. That's is, that's is, the Suns. Is Devin Booker and a, and and a cast of thousands. I so jeez, they've got Tyson Chandler as their listed number five. Now come on. Well, I mean, you know, I I don't think that he's going to be fighting too many too many folks for the ball here. Um, they also have Josh Jackson. Yeah, I'm just saying who they. I'm just asking who they have. So, um, the the okay. So, but your star and. I imagine C would be captain, uh, is Melvin Booker, right? Yeah, Booker. And so Booker is 21. He will barely have turned 22 uh, by the time the season starts. Was it this season he scored 81 or was it, or 80 or was it last year? Or was it 60 or something like that? It was 60 or something like that, wasn't it? What did Booker score in a game? Did he score 60 in a game? I think that was this year. Let's see. I'll, I'll find that. I'll find the exact game. But but anyhow, but anyhow, is he gonna? Is he not? Is he gonna need to have the ball? Is he gonna accept not having the ball? So how does that work? Um, well, so look, I have. So first of all, so first of all, I so so now you're 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 in a situation of of Booker, right? So I'm the man, and I get a new coach, and I get a new guy who needs to have the ball all the time. Who I've never seen play, who is some European dude that people say is great. You know, how 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 is that going to work? Yeah, yeah, but but the other thing too. Here's the thing. Um, I know you haven't been following the NBA much since you've been doing taking the charge. So in the years <laughs> since we've been doing the podcast, the post the post game has disappeared. Right, the post game has disappeared. The question. Well done, well done, Oz. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. The post game is gone, right? More or less. Okay. And every team in the NBA wants a point guard right now. Okay. That is thought to be the key to your team. Now, what you want is that one-two combination. And since we're, I mean, positions are disappearing in the NBA, man. It doesn't make any sense anymore. I mean, you've got LeBron James in desperate situations. Now, I know he's playing on a crummy team for half the year. In desperate situations, bringing up the ball. I mean, I mean that has di- the, the positions have disappeared, right? So I don't really think – I think that Booker is just as happy getting, you know, 20 and 12 assists a game than going for 40 and 8. You know, I mean – I, I, I wouldn't have any problem with making him. Look, the the thing is, the alternate is Aiton, right? The alternate is Aiton, and and you know you talk about a guy who wants what, the ball all the time. But wasn't Aiton? But wasn't Aiton? Uh, who was it? Uh, Wilt that they threw combos uh, 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 comparisons, which I think is totally ludicrous. How can you say anybody is like Wilt? But it was it well, Wilt? Yeah, it was Wilt? They said though, right? Yeah, of course. I so, mean, the dude's like over seven foot, two fifty. So he's I'm, a beast. Plus, he's you know, I mean, he played at Arizona. But what did he play? Is he from Phoenix? I mean, I mean, I know he's Bahamut. Uh, I know he's Bahamut. Let's see. But let's see. I'm did, not did he, really up on the college ball. Let's no, he see. went to Arizona. Uh, but did he go to? Um, yes. But is he from? But is he? Did he go to high school there? He, he's from the Bahamas. I know. I know uh, that. <laughs> I know that. Uh. On this, what I'm looking at, I don't I see it. I where it. he went to high school. So he he went to high school in San Diego. Okay. And oh, yeah. That, and, but then did go to uh, Hillcrest in Phoenix. Okay. Uh, yeah, so he's an Arizona boy. And he's convinced 
he did the workout with the Suns, and he's convinced he's going to the Suns because he's not working out with anybody else. <laughs> so he thinks he's going number one overall. Yeah. Well, so I, I, just, I, I, I think I'm, I'm going sad. number one overall too. <laughs> I, I'm sad about that. I'm sad about that because now I, I don't know. It almost feels like – I mean like why would you leave the EuroLeague champion on which you're the guy – and you know, possibly they're going to win the ACP this year. Are they going to win the ACP this year, Dave? Maybe. Real? Uh, yeah. So, I don't watch. Yeah. I don't watch Spanish basketball either. Ah, you bastard! <laughs> See, I was just going to say. I was just going to come on and say, you know, aside from the food. Yeah. What food? The food of Spain. Just about Europe is, you know, why. Watching the Spanish League, watching the German League playoffs in June. Because I could do it now, but I'm so distracted. You know, like like the last month, I can't, I can't pigeonhole, I can't, you know, shoehorn ACB ball and Bundesliga ball in there. You know, yeah, so yeah. I do miss that. I, I miss that. Um, so, but uh, maybe, maybe I'll tune it. Maybe I'll tune it. I'll see how Dunjic does for Madrid in the uh, in the playoffs there in Spain. Uh, let's see. What else do I had? Oh yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to get this in uh, in this last podcast. Actually, before before you uh, before you continue, um, I just looked and the and the Spanish playoffs are in the finals now. Okay. And it's uh, and it's uh, Real Madrid against Basconia. Okay. And Real Madrid beat Tenerife two nothing and Gran Canaria three nothing. Basconia beat Unicaja two nothing and beat Barcelona three one. So. Real Madrid and Bar- and Basconia starting on okay. June thirteenth, so the right. day of this uh, release of the episode three hundred. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Uh, I just, I, you know, I wanted to get this in before the end of the podcast. Uh, I know that you acknowledged this on your show on one of your solo shows directly after in March, but I wanted to, I wanted you to acknowledge to me personally that Oz Davis was in fact the winner of the 2018 <laughs> taking the charge NCAA tournament bracket challenge talk to me Dave you're God you're God <laughs> thank you you are unbelievable. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I I'm sorry that I didn't that you didn't welcome me out of the podcast to talk about it because wow what an interesting uh, college tournament you know I am not the college basketball fan at all that's about like 22nd on my list of favorite sports to watch but wow what an interesting tournament it was this year that's hard really to, good that's to hard to watch college basketball i mean unless you cover college basketball it's hard to follow well yeah i mean i mean to then you know, to I then have, to then have a really informed idea what's going on in the tournament oh well there's only about a zillion teams and it's not even like it's not even like um something like the college softball world series or the world cup soccer you know, where it's a limited amount of time and you can get to know these teams by the time it's over. You know, you don't have to cram. But in NCAA, you know, you've got like, I don't know, Wichita State going out in one game. I mean, you never had a chance to learn anything about them. You might not have seen the game because it's the first round and there's like 32 freaking games. So, I mean, the only, from, in my opinion, and I've always thought this, the only way to watch college basketball is just follow your team. You know, follow your team. Yeah, well, what follow happens if the... you don't have a team, though? How can you not have a team in college basketball? 
<laughs> right, you know, what's my team? Western Illinois University has never has been in the tournament, and I don't even know if they've ever been in the tournament. Well, you had a team this year, right? Did I? Who was my team yeah. this year? The team, I, the, the team I picked this... to win the tournament and in, in the bracket <laughs> challenge. <Is> that... <laughs> For example, I mean, I mean, you can take your pick. I mean, I chose uh, Villanova to win the title. No, but how, uh, what do you mean? I had a team. Well, what's your what school did you graduate from? Western Illinois University, who hasn't been in a tournament in like okay. you know. Uh, you mean follow them during well, the season, and then it's not follow a tournament because they didn't make the tournament. What about Gonzaga? So Gonzaga is like the <laughs> de- default team. Um, yeah, but but like Gonzaga is a team I do follow just because of the internationalism of it, you know. And that's so I kind of keep track of that, or or like the big schools, just because those are like the USA. The USA, you know, junior basketball tournament guys and stuff like that. So I keep in track of those. But uh, let's see. Who? What, yeah, Loyola. Loyola was your team this year, right? <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I mean, that was like a great story. And they're Chicago, Dave. That was your team. Yeah, I haven't, um, I haven't lived in Chicago. I've not. Ne- well, I never lived in Chicago. Uh, I'm from. I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. But I haven't lived in. Uh, I haven't lived in the suburbs of of Chicago since 1990. Uh, when did I start college? I finished high school in 93. No, 92. Graduated in 92. So since September of 92, I haven't lived in Greater Chicago area. Nah, you still follow the Cubs. Yeah, uh. <laughs> that and that's my team. If there's anybody, if there's any team yeah. I have, hey man, hey, how about that, right? How many years did I go through and support that crappy team? Yeah, huh? Yeah. To finally, but that's why you watch sports, and and it was so funny too because I was thinking about that all this, um, you know, this past season basically, as the story of American sports became the Las Vegas Knights. You know, here's a team in their first year and you know, they're going all the way and the fans are getting more and more vocal, more and more into it, expressing how much they want it. And here are the Boston Red Sox and Chicago Cubs fans going, Yeah. Well, uh, shouldn't you have yeah, to and wait we, eight and, years and for we, that? <laughs> and I used to have a problem with the Miami with the Florida Miami Marlins, whatever you want to call them. The Marlins, oh, you know, that they did that and and now you have uh and now you have the Florida the 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 Vegas the Las Vegas Golden Knights, is that right? Yeah. Golden well. Knights, yeah. Yeah, the Knights. <laughs> I mean, the Golden Knights. That's well, like, come on, come on, man! You're a you're a Rocky supporter. I mean, Rockies is just is. Uh... Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, once the uh, once the Devil Rays moved to Las Vegas, I'm going to seriously think about uh, you know changing my loyalty there. I'm getting so annoyed with the Rockies. But this is not a baseball podcast. Um, okay, Dave. What else do you got for me? What else should we weigh in here to, to close out the taking the charge? Uh, you know what? We've done interviews all the time when you're on, right? So let's let's do. It's not interviews, but I um, I I wanted to I wanted to you know I wanted to you know thank people. I wanted to 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 have to give a, a chance of uh, for some people if they wanted to say anything and and um, if they wanted to say anything uh, about the show, their thoughts about the show, the people that have been on the show. Um, and Emmett, you know, two, two names that we've, you know, talked about a couple of times already, Emmett Ryan of ball in Europe and, and Sam Meyerkoff still formerly of your league adventures. Um, you know, two great friends of, of, of the show and, 
and of uh, of mine in the basketball world. Um, yeah. They they um, they said they they uh, would like to put something on, and and so they both sent me short little audios of um, uh, of their thoughts about the show. So why don't we put those on first? Is is Emmett em- Emmett Ryan, and then after that we'll do um, uh, we'll put on Sam Meyerkoff. So here's those two. Hey there, this is Emmett from BallInEurope.com and obviously had to get something in to give Dave all the best. Uh, surprised that taking the charge is ending, but uh, if anyone deserves a break from doing really long and great podcasts, it's definitely Dave Hine. Uh, I've you know known Dave since uh, just before I took over BIE and he's had me as a guest a couple of times and it's always been a delight to be on. And yeah, no, it's uh, if, if anyone really has earned the rest, it's David Hine. Like, the work he does is phenomenal i recall like oz who used to run bie describing dave as the hardest working man in sports journalism or journalism as a whole i think and uh, he wasn't wrong dave really really works his butt off so just messaging us to give my all, all my best to dave going forward with whatever he's doing now that he's putting the show behind him and 300 is a heck of a number to hit so congratulations on that that is a serious trojan effort i know you've been putting out these long shows for a very long time and uh, it's been a great service for all of us in the european basketball community and also those who like follow european basketball from further afield you know and uh, hopefully we'll be able to see some successful baseball in regensburg uh, going forward with dave having more time to commit to that i hope and uh, yeah it's just it's tremendous like what you've done over the past few years dave is great gonna miss the show obviously and uh, thanks for everything you've done for all of us essentially so that's all i really want to say and you know and uh, i hope to keep i know i'll keep running into you at events and i know i'll keep reading your stuff but uh yeah it's been it's been tremendous and best of luck with whatever you're doing after taking the charge so it's the end of the road for the pod taking the charge dave hine originally with oz the public enemy duo of european basketball you know, unfortunately, it's coming to an end. Episode 300 is a lot of damn episodes, a lot of damn consistency. And I think what was interesting all along, as someone who got to go on the pod five, six times, maybe up there on the leaderboard, I don't know who's past me at this point, is the inside look, you know? The, the prospects, the coaches, the scouts, actually talking to the source, not talking about it, but talking to it. And, and that was always interesting in the, in the episodes I could listen to or be on or just get so inside basketball, so inside the European game. And, you know, that's that's what we missed, but that's also what was given. And that's, that's thanks a lot, Dave. It was awesome. But, of course, we'll still see you at basketball events around the globe. Get it, homie. No? Okay. Um, thank you very much to both those guys for, for the kind words. Um, yeah, what do I have? What else do I have for you? Um, really just thanks. You know, I, I, I think this is, I think this is, this is really a chance for, for me to thank all the people that have, that have, um, you know, a made this, you know, possible, um, and that have, you know, been part of it and, and, uh, and made it, uh, made it fun, you know, made it fun for me, you know? For for me, it was is you know, um, for me later on the interviews was was just you know the doing the interviews. I liked some of the interviews. Some of the topics that we did, you know, I remember we did Google Glass, 
you know, we did Sense Lab. Yeah. You know, some of them. You know, we, I I don't I don't know if you heard. You know, we did a couple. I did a couple of um, uh, I did a couple of things on on esports. Uh, mm-hmm. Jan Pummer, who was our who was the first guest of the show back in September of 2012. He was in, in episode number one, and he had been on other times. And he's now in esports. Um, and, uh, he's with ESL and I had him, I had the, the point guard for, for the Frankfurt, uh, Frankfurt, uh, Skyliners, um, Frankfurt Skyliners esports team, the NBA 2K. Also, we had the, the German who's in the, uh, NBA 2K league, Janis Neumann. He was on a couple of weeks ago. So always try to gives you know this little sort of different side of the game you know because there's so much facet in a way i kind of wish i did a little bit more women's basketball we really didn't do any women's basketball we had an interview with um with uh with uh swedish uh national team player amanda bazooka a long time ago uh we did uh, wheelchair basketball canadian mm-hmm. olympic champion um mm-hmm. and you know one of the <laughs> one of the one of probably one of my funnest interviews with you, where we talked to a guy, was was Chuck Davis, where sure. where we did the Azerbaijan interview, uh, the, the mm-hmm. question, the the serve, the the the, the quiz. <laughs> mm-hmm. You right. can you came right. up with the quiz to see how much he knew about Azerbaijan since he had obviously American and played for the Azerbaijan national team. Um, right. Just you know, thanks to to everybody to that that listened to the show and supported the show. Uh, I mean, that's really, and, and since you were such a big part of the show, that's why I wanted to have you on. And, uh, well, perhaps Dave, um, you know, just a suggestion, perhaps, uh, once you close out, you might, um, sort of run down a best of somewhere on your site, highnews.com or something like that. Uh, because for example, I was going to say probably my favorite episode of the show was the one we did on the Iran job. Uh, episode number two. You, episode number two. Yeah, that was very early on. Yeah. Um, it's a great show, a fascinating documentary movie. And I think, Dave, that, you know, I don't know if you can find it in your heart. Maybe even I can do it for you if you want. But to do like notable past episodes and stuff. Because the Iran Job documentary is still out there. And it's still a great movie. You know, um, and and the interview we did with with the player and and the director of the film was just fantastic, and you can still enjoy that podcast today. You know, and and so I don't maybe if you can if if and I mean recently I remember uh, maybe last year you did an interview with one of the organizers of uh, Native American high school basketball in uh, America. Um, well, he was no, he was he he does Indian sports. Right. The su- the yeah. website Indian Sports. Right, right. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A reporter on on Native American basketball in the US. Uh, you know, stuff like I mean, stuff like that is still relevant today. So so I was kind of kind of appeal to you if you want to thank me, Dave. Maybe you could do that. <laughs> yeah. Or, or again, there's like only said, 300 yeah. episodes. It's not that bad. Like I, I said, don't have to go like back I and said. listen to all the interviews cuz <laughs> Well, well, you know, like I say, if if you want to send me an archive or something, I can do it. I can, I can find, you know, um, yeah, but I don't know. You, I mean, 
I don't. I wonder if there's anybody who's ever listened to all the podcasts. I don't. I don't think I've ever listened oh. to all of them because I because I record the show and then I, I edit it. And basically, editing means just putting into to uh, to rock uh, to rock band to um, garage band and then uh, editing and putting it together. I don't really cut stuff out. You know, I mean. What you hear is what you get. You know, there's not a lot of editing, <laughs> uh, unless un- the, the the China interview was good too. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, with uh, what was his name, Gareth, right, or something like that. Um, the one where we're talking Boss Wong stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Boss Wong podcast. <laughs> um, be careful, we're gonna get cut off. I was just looking to see uh. if we're actually still recording. <laughs> No one's gonna get that reference at all. That was like us. that was like seven takes. We got cut off seven <laughs> times, I think, or something like that. So evil, so evil. Um, but in any case, yeah. Well, gee, Dave, you're welcome. I mean, thank you. You're the one that did the service, man. You're the you're the one that you know provides your knowledge to to all that are interested, man. So thank you, thank you for giving me the opportunity. I mean, since I started with. Um, you know, the Taking the Charge podcast, I've appeared on many uh, basketball-related podcasts. You know, I, I did uh, – uh, two years ago, I had a Los Angeles Rams weekly podcast. Um, I've been doing CFL podcast entitled Rouge, White, and Blue, which is available on Podbean or iTunes uh, on the Canadian Football League season there is just about to start i've been doing that for three years i mean podcasting is 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 really an exciting genre especially in the realms of sports and politics uh to which i listen to a lot of podcasts in those areas uh, very exciting to do and and for those who want to do it guys it's easy yeah if anybody <laughs> has any question I'm, I'm just trying to think how if i'm gonna miss it if i'm gonna miss doing it and I think part of me probably will, but part of me, um, you know, you know, it's the, and it's not a lot of work. Everybody says, oh, you're, you know, you're stopping because it's work. And it's just not a lot of work. It's just, you know, um, it's, I've been done it, doing it so long. And, and, uh, you know, some of the times it's, it's, um, first of all, I haven't missed an episode in, in, you know, five and a half years that includes, you know, holidays you know that includes business trips you know that includes uh uh vacations you know we i recorded a show in in, on hawaii you know with my wife (laughs) you know and um so just to you know just well there's there's a thing i got i got a couple of things on that um there's a quote and and i wish i could remember who it was i want to say it's uh cypress hill but there's one part where he says, yeah, look, it's a great job, but it's a job, <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. It's like any enterprise like this, uh, recording, podcasting, writing, covering the games, you know, it is a great job, but it is a job. You know, it does require effort. It does require, you know, time if you want to do it correctly and like that. And I will tell you this, Dave. You will be of two minds about this. Uh, on one hand, you will be relieved that you have a few extra hours every week and that you don't have the pressure of the deadline and whatnot. But on the other hand, there's always stuff that comes up where you go, damn, I wish I were doing a podcast this week. Well, like so I, last, so I talk. Well, last week I was at the BWB Asia and, and I 
was talking regularly to Joey Crawford, who who was a, wow. a referee for wow. 39 years in the NBA. You know, and wow. I thought, man, you know what? This would be a fantastic interview for a podcast. And there you go. Yep. Yep. See, I do this too. I do this too. Like, I'll go to the movies and I'll see a sports movie. And I'll go, damn, <laughs> I want to review this on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, so so there are those moments. That, that it does happen. I mean, you know, I was a movie reviewer for a long time. And then when I'm not doing movie reviews, that happens. You know, I'll go see the Amy Schumer movie and say, damn, I wish I could review this. I wish I had an outlet to review this at. Um, but, you know, it's not constant. It's not constant. You don't go. You know, exactly. That's and that's the thing, you know, okay, there's always these interviews here. um, And so uh, high news is not doing high news dot com is not going away. um, And I think, you know, probably I'll be writing. I might write a little bit more for that. I'm not sure yet what what that'll be Um, from, you know, I I still do interviews with all these young players and, I, you know, but a lot of the interviews I would I would have never done. So in that in that regard, it was cool for me to 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 actually give the person a reason to, um, uh, to, to give me a reason to talk to this person to find out about it, you know, and find out more about it, you know, other than just saying, you know, I, you know, hey, how are you? I, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just interested <laughs> in this. At least I could offer them an outlet to have more information, you know, have to 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 you know to to spread their information, and so. Uh, but again, like you said, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's not constant. It's not necessarily, not necessarily few and far between, but on the other hand, it's, it's not like it's, you know, it's every, every day or something like that. No. So. You won't pine for your loss. No, oh, no, I, I will say that. No. Uh, most, some of us will though. <laughs> some of us will pine for taking the charge. Well, I listen. I, I, I also I want to. I need. I need to really thank Donal Estel, who, who I've probably really never mentioned on on the show. Um, it, without him, there would be no show. Um, because he is my 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 good friend here in Regensburg. Actually, he's just outside Regensburg now. Uh, but he, he does all the technical stuff. He set, he set me up to, to figure out how to do all the technical stuff. So it's all easy for me. It's just a, you know, repeat, you know, rinse and repeat as far as, you know, uh, uploading it to the server, setting all that up. He did that. So don't ask, don't ask, uh, 10 million thanks to you. Um, uh, you know, again, this show would not exist if it wasn't for you. So thank you to, to, to him. Also, thank you to the, the, the people who have, uh, have actually gone and, and given some of their money to the show, uh, from patreon.com. Um, you know, Rob Wetmore, who's, who's, who's in the group. Thank you. Uh, in the taking the charge group, uh, Norbert Opitz, David Federson, Pascal Phillip. Thank you so much for that. Um, everybody in the Facebook group, um, uh, you know, thanks for, for, for doing that, supporting the show. So, I mean, that's, those, those were the absolute musts as far as, as far as, uh, you know, thanks, thanks to all the people who have been on the show once, twice, 119 times, you know, it's, (laughs) it's, it's really cool to have, have this, to, to have had this and, um, and, uh, of course, there's a there's a little bit of sadness that it, that it's coming to an end, um, but uh, I can always just you know take, I can always just take like um, whatever you know a month and, and listen to the every episode again. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That, that would take a long time. 
Um, Only the good ones. Only the good ones do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, some of them were. And that's the thing. You know, it's, it, when we did it, we always had time. You know, it's like, uh, but, you know, often that the, the, some of those episodes, you know, I basically throw up the interviews and that was it, you know. So it's like, uh, and those were the interviews I, f- I almost felt like, I'm not going to say I was cheating because I was still offering like interviews and stuff like that, but I kind of felt like I was cheating the listeners um, because it really wasn't providing that much good content otherwise. So, but you know, it, it, you know, it's, it's better if you're talking to somebody else, you know, rather than just one, you know? Um, And so that's why I think that's what made us click. You know, we, we, we sort of see things eye to eye, you know, in similar ways. And, and so um, uh, again, um, I guess, Thank you again to, to you, Oz, for for being there so long and, and, and those early hours in, in Budapest and <laughs> and then uh, the even earlier hours, or I guess probably the same hours for you in, in, in uh, California. Um, I guess that's it, right? Or is there anything else I need to do? <laughs> uh, no. No, sounds good. Um, for the to, – to the – North Americans and whatnot who may be listening to the show, I'd say, you know, stay tuned with European basketball. You know, yeah, uh, America may be, NBA may be slightly turning away from Europe for the next few years, but there's a lot of great stuff that happens in Euroball. I mean, this last season of EuroLeague was one of the best, in my opinion. I loved it. And uh, you can watch those games on ESPN3. Uh, most of the time. Well, I think it's a, just a fascinating time of, of international basketball as well. And yeah. just because of these windows now too, that has a whole nother, yeah. whole, whole nother dynamic, you know? Yeah. The future will be interesting in European basketball, but it will certainly be exciting. Without a doubt. Um, can I get Wolfman? <laughs> uh, this is the Wolfman Oz blowing the dust off himself as he takes himself out of the closet after two years of non-use, we'll be signing off the Taking the Charge podcast with a composition by Dave Hine and his lovely wife called, what is it called, Dave? Uh, it's called Good Night, Sweetheart. Good Night, Sweetheart. And those are the sentiments of Wolfman Oz for Taking the Charge. Sayonara. All right, fantastic. And, um, yeah, thank you, everybody. And I won't talk to you next week. Uh, <laughs> but uh, down the road for sure, sometime, someplace, uh, the, the world is small. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. And uh, continue to, to watch and enjoy international basketball because that's what this, this podcast was all about. Um, so um, goodbye for the last time. Thank you. Do, 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 do. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Do, 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 do. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Do, 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 do. I hate to leave you, but I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart. Good night. Well, it's three o'clock in the morning. Baby, I just can't get right Well, I hate to leave you, baby I don't mean maybe
me because I love you so. Do 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 do. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Do 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 do. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Do 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 do. I hate to leave you, but I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart. Good night, mother. Oh, and your father wouldn't like it if I stay here too long. Well, kiss, darling, and I'll be going. You know I hate to go. Do 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 do. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Do 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 do. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Do 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 do. I hate to leave you, but I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart. Good night. Good night, sweetheart. Good night.